Hello, welcome to today's session, Learning with Leaders with Sarah Goodell. And we will be learning what so-called kids movies can teach us about resilience and what younger people in today's school environment already learn about mental well-being, which is obviously very important nowadays, also in a business environment. Enjoy. Hello, Sarah. Good morning. Good to have you with me. Oh, thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Paco. So. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> thank you very much. Sarah, um, so to, I mean, to bring up to speed uh, the audience um, and, I mean, trying to introduce such a personality as you are in a few words. Um, so from what I understood and how I, I, I learned uh, to uh, get to know you, um, I mean, you have three daughters, young daughters, um, and you're, I mean, at least from my perception, you're almost either, you know, preparing for a birthday or, you know, in the aftermath of a birthday. Recovering, I think is the Recovering. word. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and also what I understood from you is that in general, you are a very passionate and positive person. And very passionate and positive, not only about your family, but also about marketing topics, B2B, social media, and also very passionate about your team. Is that somehow correct? Yes, it's, it is. I am so lucky, Paco. I have to say that I get to work with amazing people, incredible customers. Every day's a school day for me, not just for the kids, but for me as well. Um, And yeah, I, I I am very passionate. It is a it is a brilliant topic, and I do believe that employees hold a secret source for companies. You know, they just they have a they have such a powerful, incredible voice, and I love helping companies realize that value. So that's what I do. I love it. Thank you. So um, I usually start these conversations with a warm up question. And please don't underestimate the warm-up question um, okay. because, I mean, <laughs> it should bring you in, into the mood. And I've been, you know, listening and reading, of course, very attentively uh, on uh, some of your posts uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that the topic, uh, and not only since, you know, 15 months, mm -hmm. uh, but especially in that period, the topic of mental health is yeah. of great importance uh, to you and obviously also to your team. Yeah. So um, one phrase I use for me personally uh, as a almost a mantra is positivity beats negativity always. Yeah. Talking yeah. about mental health, that might be a little bit more controversial than that. What is your your view on that? Yeah, that's a great question, Paco. And I think, you know, mental health as a topic, mental well-being, is something I kind of understood and I was kind of curious of. I'm not an expert. I'm no expert. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think as a remote team, because we all work remotely at Tribal, um, and we meet every quarter, and I kind of thought, you know, that's cool, that works. But I think the last 15 months has sort of accelerated my interest in this topic um because we've not been able to meet and and everybody's like oh well you've adapted well because you're a remote company anyway so I bet you were okay but even we were affected by it mm. and even I was affected by it and I think having um 
having the kids home, you know, doing homeschooling, uh, whilst trying to run a business, whilst trying to deliver excellent service to customers, you know, you give your all in all directions and it's exhausting, right? It's exhausting. Mm. So for me, it really made me take it more seriously over this last 15 months. And I thought, well, if I'm thinking of taking it more seriously, my team needs to take it more seriously. And and I always look up to really amazing companies like SAP, Microsoft. You know, I've got networks all over these places. I'm listening to what they're doing. Um, and I'm inspired by them helping their employees take a mental health days, taking time off to, to be for themselves. Um, and it really helps me realise you've got you've got to work extra hard to compartmentalise your time, you know, that you need to get out in nature, go and stand on some grass barefoot, you know, even if it's just five minutes between meetings, mm. go feel the warmth of the sunshine, go te- breathe in the air of the countryside. Do you know, and it's just, um, it's a topic that I have been affected by, I think, over the last 15 months, and my team has in different ways. And I think it needs taking seriously. And I think, you know, companies have have an obligation. They have a, you know, a responsibility to support their employees with that, I feel. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel talking as a CEO. I feel that it's my responsibility to really encourage my employees to take it seriously before they hit a wall. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then it's too late to recover, you know. But so, Sarah, uh, I mean, if it it's not so easy even for, I mean, more mature people like us yeah. to admit <laughs> to admit that mental health is such an important topic. Yeah. Um, what, what is your experience? Do young professionals easily admit? Uh, is it perceived sometimes still as a weakness? I would say probably it is. I mean, actually, I don't know. I think maybe young professionals are they explore this more i think at school uh, they or they have been doing it i've i've learned that you know that te- that that younger folks tend to have a bu- a much more advanced understanding of this topic than perhaps i do mm-hmm. um that's that's just my observation they're a lot more aware of it um do they have the tools and mechanisms to deal with it i'm not sure in a work environment perhaps less so um mm. But then we're all feeling that at the minute. I feel a bit like, you know, have we have any of us have the tools and mechanisms? You know, it's a topic that we're all exploring and learning about as we're doing it. So um, mm. I, th- I think generally the awareness, I mean, my kids are, are learning about growth mindset. They're learning about um, positivity. You know, they watch um, Zootropolis, you know, the movie. And it's, who would have thought that was a story about mental well-being and health? If oh. anybody's watching this go watch oh. Zootropolis and and listen to the theme tune from it. The lyrics are all about picking yourself back up, you know, never giving up. There's a lot of resilience talk in that movie. And um, yeah, I know. So, you know, kids are being taught this now at school. I was mm. never taught this. I was just like, no. oh, sort yourself out, pick yourself up. So I'm having to relearn and go back. You know, mm. I'm, I'm working with my daughters on understanding what they're being taught and actually trying to learn some of it for myself. Um, But it's a fascinating topic. I'm on a learning journey of it. I don't know everything. I feel a responsibility for it for my team. But how can I help them if I don't understand it myself? So, um, yeah. so it's an interesting journey, I'd say. To, so you're getting you're getting some reverse coaching from your kids and from your team yeah. in that respect? 
Yeah, I know. Honestly, Paco, when they pick me up on it, it's like, well, that's not a very growth mindset comment, mummy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> from my eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right then. Yeah, mm, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, there's some fabulous books, workbooks that I'm working through with my eldest daughter, who's, who's like got some anxiety issues, and and kid, who's who hasn't after the last fifteen mm. months. And um, and it's it's interesting because she's doing the exercises and I'm doing them, so I'm learning through that as well. You know, you'll never be a lifelong learner. You know, open your mind to um, new experiences and new ways of learning. You know, that we'll come be... back to that later to lifelong okay. learning. All right. Okay. But continuing uh, um, on that road of, you know, coaching, um, yes. I certainly I mean, I had a different uh, a lot, lot of different, you know, bosses, colleagues uh, throughout my career. And um, I have to admit that uh, very positive conscious coaching coaching to me happened pretty, you know, seldom. Let me put okay. it like this. Yeah. Uh, it was more a casual coaching. What What is your most memorable coaching experience um, throughout your career? I've had a few, actually, Paco. Very early on in my career, I, I kind of hit a crossroads and I wasn't sure what I wanted, what I wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I had an opportunity to move abroad to Norway. I had an opportunity for a promotion. I had an, you know, and I just, I was just didn't know which direction to take. So I got a life coach and that was my first experience with coaching. Somebody said, you know, you try this coaching. And I'm like, what's the, f I'm not sure about that. Um, it was transformational, I have to say. And, okay. you know, people who think coaching is not a thing, it's not, you know, it's just something you've just got to tick off because somebody told you it's rubbish, right? If you open your mind to coaching, it is hugely powerful. Um, that was one of the first transformational moments for me. Um, and she got me to do a vision board, actually. <clears throat> I wrote about this on LinkedIn the other day. I got She got me to do a vision board of what your future looks like. What would you like to achieve in life? And I, I, you just go through a magazine, tearing up pictures, popping it all on. Funnily enough, kids weren't on there, but I've since had three kids, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure how that happened. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and I, and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I folded it all up, <clears throat> moved abroad. And, you know, when I moved into this house, I found that vision board. I, I was unpacking the boxes. So nearly 15 years later, I found it and I looked at it and I was like, oh, my word, 15 I would say 75% of that I'd actually achieved what I had set out to achieve 15 years ago. It blew my mind, right? So that's probably one amazing mm. coaching moment that I just thought, oh, how how has that happened? It wasn't when I was moving abroad, actually. It was much earlier than that. That inspired me to then take an executive coaching course. So I trained to be an executive coach because I saw the power of it. I then mm -hmm. put myself on and I'm a trained exec coach. I don't, I, I use it in sort of management style now, but not, you know, day to day, I'm not an exec coach. Mm -hmm. But that was a very, that's when I had my moment about moving abroad. And and that, that was another moment where I just thought, they, they don't tell you the answers. They ask you the questions for you mm. to figure out the answers for yourself. And that mm. was the decision for me to move abroad was on that when I trained to be a coach. And and I tell you what they asked me. They said, you know, what are the risks of not doing what this? What what risks will you be, um, you know, will you experience if you do it? And I was like, mm, it's not actually that many, is there? It's just a great adventure. And that, you know, it's just it's a fascinating thing coaching really is and 
and I've been coached in management style. So I've had two formal situations of real coaching. I've had a, an executive coach ever since I started my business. And without her, there's absolutely no doubt I wouldn't be still be running this business today. It, she's oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm, there's no, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no doubt. Her support mm-hmm. has been incredible. So, um, yeah, so I've had formal coaching three mm. different times, but I've also had it through management experience as well. So, so but I, I don't think that, I mean, listening to you that it's only luck. It, I think it was a lot has to, had to do with you were ready and you were open to coaching, to be yes. coached. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would, <clears throat> I yeah, I think I've learned that as well. You can't be told to do coaching. You've got to be no. open to it. You've got to be yes. open-minded. And if you are, if you have got nowhere to go, if you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know where mm-hmm. I go from here, mm-hmm. open your mind. Right. And that comes back to the lifelong learning type attitude, doesn't it? Which is you never have all the answers. Don't ever think you've no. got all the answers. You can always learn. Um, yeah, really it's, I have to say coaching has been absolutely transformational in my personal life and in my career. Um, yeah, it's an amazing thing to do. So Let's continue to talk about your sweet spots. Okay. Social advocacy, social media. Um, so my, my next question is around, I mean, your team has been growing uh, a lot lately from what I've seen. A lot of young, passionate people. Um, so when, when you're um, looking for uh, a new team member, what are the things you look for in their social media presence? Yeah, I <clears throat> activity. That would be probably the top one, right? I always say... You can have a lovely social media profile, um, but I don't look for what you've done, right? If you're listing out, oh, I've done this, I've generated that, I, you know, I've, I've increased our traffic from there, you know, that's historical. What I'm looking for is current and relevance, right? Are you, are you current in your thinking, in your learning? Are you relevant in the market? Um, so I look for activity. I, how active are they? Are they active networkers? Are they actively reading? Are they actively participating in communities? Are they mm. actively sharing? You know, because that that's, I always say, you know, it's, the CV is the thing, to be honest, for me, it's a thing of the past. I'm looking for the living CV. I'm looking mm. for, the, for the person that is out there, that is showing and demonstrating, not just talking about what they've done. They're showing me what they're doing. And I mm. think that's a key difference for me. So, um, and I and I know a lot of young people that are stepping into the workforce now, perhaps don't have the network, perhaps don't have the job experience, but you can learn and you can show that you're learning. You can read, you can share it, you can participate in conversations. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Even while you're at school, college, you can be doing that in alignment with the topics that you're learning about. And, you know, you don't have to wait till you finish there to start that process. You can start it now. Um, and I mm. think being in those conversations and showing me that you are learning and you're active is a big winner for me on social profiles. I see. And uh, so when you hire those talented young uh, folks in, in your team, um, I mean, there is especially in, in the beginning when you get to know each other, when they get to know the business uh, they're working in. Uh, how do you ensure that they get 
empowered at the right moment? Uh, what what what's what are the crucial moments there? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting one. Um, and I, if I'm being honest, hand on heart, I think we're still trying to figure that out. We're trying to learn. We we do have a very structured, for, even for a small business, we have a very structured onboarding process. Mm. Thanks to our amazing delivery and delight um, guy, Felipe. He, you know, he's he's put that in place very early on. So, you know, we're putting them through everything. They're touching all parts of our business. They're they're experiencing what our customers experience because you know they have to do that because otherwise they're not you know they get to feel the services before they start working on the services so we have a very structured onboarding program for the first sort of three months actually mm. um and then we start to encourage them to dip in so here's the thing what we do anybody who joins us we ask them to write a blog within the first sort of month to six weeks and and a lot of people will be like oh i've got nothing to say you have just had an experience for that first month or six week, weeks. Write about it, right? Write mm -hmm. about your experience. It's a great log of how you felt, but it's also your first blog, right? And it's very authentic. It's very human. It's very real. So in that sense, we let them go quite early, but mm -hmm. within something they understand. Um, Has ever somebody who has written their first blog got negative feedback? No. No. no, no. Do you know, and also LinkedIn, I think people get worried about LinkedIn. It's a very friendly community. You know, mm. you're not going to get trolled. It's not like Twitter. But even mm. on Twitter, there are communities of healthy communities. There's healthy communities, right? Mm. Everybody just thinks Twitter's a place for, you know, having arguments and everybody picking it. It's not, right? That happens. Mm. But there are also some very healthy communities on Twitter. But LinkedIn's not a place for that. It's a it's a supportive place. It's a it's a constructive mm. place. Um, and you know, it's wonderful because in those blogs, I learn things about them. Mm. I learn things about the experience that I know that we can tweak or we can make better. I've mm. picked up things from there that I think, oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could try that. I didn't know you did that. That's really good. You're really good at writing. Mm. You know, um mm. it's a great experience. So you kind of let them go early but you mm. let them go with something they know whilst they're building their confidence with the other things that they do. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure yeah. they're so proud of themselves afterwards. It, it gives, it yeah, pumps them up. Yeah, mm. and the team love it because they mm. like it, yes. they share it, we mm. comment on it. Um, mm. And then very soon, I mean, I'm thinking of, I don't know if Liz will ever watch this, but I'm thinking of you, Liz. I mean, she <laughs> she did one blog and then very soon after she wrote a next one and she's like, I've never done this before. I've never blogged before. Do you know what? I actually quite like it. I think she's written like three or four since. Um, that's that's empowerment at its best. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? I haven't thought about that, but it is. Yeah, yeah it is. It's wonderful. You know, I, I, I love the idea. I love the idea. Yeah, yeah. so do that, whoever's watching. You know, you, mm. you can't give, the, if I said to them, write about that service and they didn't really fully understand it, whatever, it'd be very hard. Write about your experience. It's the easiest thing people can do. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer, right? It's not like you're going to get it wrong. It comes from I the agree. heart. So mm -hmm. there you go. Sarah, you were mentioning a few times already lifelong learning. Yeah. So why also in social media, in, in, in the business environment you are uh, evolving with, with your team, why training and learning also here plays such a big role? Yeah, it's. 
I well, the platforms are updating at a rate of knots. I mean, since, for example, Microsoft bought LinkedIn, there are updates coming out every week. It's hard to stay on top of them all. So from a technical perspective, we have to be lifelong learners. We have to be open to here's a change, here's a change. And we share as a community. So internally at Tribal, we're all keeping our eyes out. Um, but I think, you know, to stay relevant, I mean, everything is changing digital transformation as a topic is changing organizations it's changing people you know if you pick your niche you stay on top of your niche you don't have to be on top of everything but mm. just stay on top of the topic that you own that you claim that you've carved out for yourself be the expert because that's what differentiates you from every other marketing person pre-sales consultant um salesperson pick your niche and be expert at it People will start to know you for it. They'll follow you for it. They'll know that you're the one that's at the edge of it. Um, and, I, you know, you have to adopt a lifelong learning mentality. I'll be honest, Paco, I was rubbish at school. I didn't like school. I hated mm. school. I'm not an academic person. I mm. think I failed all but one of my A-levels. And, you know, I'm not an academic. But it wasn't until um, I went to university, which I nearly didn't go to because I just hated academic, um, that I actually realised that learning can be fun. Um, learning doesn't need to be a chore. It's actually really interesting. And I think mm. once we get out of this school mentality of, oh, I have to do it because I've got to do my exams, actually learning is fascinating. And mm. it just makes you a better person and it makes you grow and you meet new people and, you know. It's so it's so inspiring. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. it is. Is I'm trying to teach my kids mm. this, you know, mm. my poor my poor daughter who really doesn't like school at the minute. I'm like, mm. school is half about learning about Henry VIII and you know the Battle of Waterloo. That's half of it. The other half is learning how to grow up, how to be meet people, how to communicate, how to do things. You know, growth not... mindset. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. I love this topic. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Talking uh, about, and we're almost at the end already. Oh. I mean, it, I could it could go on forever, <laughs> Sarah. So uh, one one question which I uh, always ask uh, at at the end of of these conversations is, what is your top tip for a young professional these days? I mean, how to ensure to be successful and fulfilled of what they do? Yeah, I would say. Um you start building your network that would be my top tip is start building your network and anybody you meet anybody you talk to any conversations that you get involved in on social add them into your linkedin network it, it, everyone's got to start somewhere um and i do understand you know people will look at others with thousands of connections like oh, i'm never going to get there you start somewhere start now start today And that will start to grow and morph and mushroom. And, and then before you know it, you've got an established network. Start building your network because it is your network that will get you through tough times. It will be your network that you can call upon for advice. I mean, in this last two weeks, the last few weeks, it's been tough for me. I'm struggling, right? And But I've, I'm having conversations with people outside my immediate sphere, and it's inspiring me. Your network mm. will pick you up. Your network will tell you when something's not right. Your network will get you your next job. Your network will get you your next promotion. Your network is gold dust. 
So start building it now would be my biggest advice. So. Sarah, thank you very much. It was so much fun. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too. I did. Good questions, Paco. They're tough. They are tough. Thank you. They're deep. It's not normally the questions I get. So I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, that was my ambition. That was my ambition, Sarah. <laughs> it worked. I, I wish you an excellent day. Thank you Cheers, very much. Paco. Bye. Bye-bye.